2: don't have time to go on SoCal Live today, leave Scott a voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812.
1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Hour 2 of Southern California Live. Great to be with you today as we are each and every day from 3 to 5. 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to join our conversation. That's 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. You can also send an email to SoCal Live at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Okay, so it is an election year. Are you excited about this? Are you excited about all the signs that are up everywhere? Have you noticed that they are up very early? And the commercials are playing on TV. Do you know why that is? It's because the election is not November 8th. It's October 10th with mail ballots in California. The You can start voting as early as October 10th. That's just two weeks away. Two weeks you can start voting. And there are some important issues and obviously people, lots of different issues on the ballot. And we'll be talking about some of that together One of the issues that is incredibly important and something I think that we need to understand because it's something that is not being portrayed correctly. I know that's shocking in uh, politics that that would be done. In California, we have propositions on the ballot. There's only seven this time, and uh, usually there's a whole bunch of them, but there's fewer this time for whatever reason, not sure why, Um, but there's much fewer. But Proposition 1 is the one that doesn't have anything to do with money exactly, although there may be a financial cost. Uh, It has to do with life. And this is what it is. Proposition one, it's the abortion proposition. It would codify into California's constitution, late term abortions. Okay. Now you need to understand this, that what is being said is that all that's happening is current California law is going to be codified into the Constitution. And so if you wanted to protect abortion rights in California, well will vote for this. But that is not correct. And later this week, we're going to have some guests on tomorrow. Uh, I believe we'll have uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs and uh, we have some uh, other uh, journalists and some people who are beginning to report on this. That the way it's being portrayed and is that All Proposition 1 does is it takes California's current law and puts it in the state constitution. Okay, States have a constitution, and if you put it in the state constitution, it would be harder to undo. It means that the legislature can't just undo it. So one day, when uh, California finally gets tired of a lot of the policies that we have, and you vote in uh, a bunch of people who might be conservative on homelessness and taxation and other things, they also might say, hey, let's uh, reverse the abortion rules in our state, and it will be harder for them to do that because. They would have to propose a constitutional amendment and send it back to the voters. Okay, so that's it, just ups the ante with it. But what you really need to understand here is what Proposition One is doing is codifying California's constitution to include late term, third trimester abortions. Um, Between 70 and 80 percent of California voters believe that uh, human life begins at least at viability. Okay, some would say conception. some would say viability. Most people believe that viability is around 22 to 24 weeks. In a recent Rasmussen poll from this summer of Californians, 79% of Californians. Okay. And I I appreciate this number because I say a lot on this program that I think if things are, are phrased correctly, you can find about 80% agreement on a lot of issues. That's the number I use a lot is 80%. So I believe, well, not everybody, uh, certainly, well, the majority of this state, of people in the state, according to polls, support abortion generally. Eighty percent say abortion, according to this poll, 79 percent say abortion should be limited to within the first six months of a pregnancy. Only 13 percent say abortion should be legal at any time during pregnancy up to the moment of birth. And I think that this is something, you know, this, if you vote no on Proposition 1, it doesn't change the abortion laws in the state. What it would do is keep them the same, and keeping them the same would include the idea that in California, you cannot have a late-term abortion legally um, once the child has reached the state of viability. I'll read the law in a little bit what it actually says. But viability generally is considered about 24 weeks, maybe 22 weeks. It's getting younger and younger. I think 20 weeks is the earliest that child now has survived outside of the womb. Um, but uh, 24 weeks is pretty common now, and that seems to be the age of viability. I'm pointing this out because I think that we have an opportunity here to vote for life, to vote for something that, you know, more than just pro-lifers or pro-choicers in different sides of it. I think this is something that most of us agree with. Even if you're listening and you're on the pro-choice side and you're for abortion, let me ask you this question directly. Are you really for abortions for any reason? I'm not talking about life of the mother. And I'm not talking about an infant that is, you know, having, uh, going to die anyway. I'm talking about, do you really believe that late-term abortions should be allowed for any reason? I don't think you do. The polls say you don't. And I think that this is a pretty serious statement about life, about a little over 1% of abortions are in the late term, 1%. Uh, It does happen, okay? This is a rare occasion where you and I have the opportunity to protect life on a statewide basis in California, all right? And so I'm asking you to vote no on Proposition 1, to actually pay attention to what's happening here and you know, a vote no does not end abortion in California. It does not end the laws the way they are. What it would do is it would continue to prohibit abortion after viability around 24 weeks and late term abortions would be permitted only to protect the life and health of the mother. This is a big deal. There's been a lot of different things in our state related to this. And of course, with the the Supreme Court ending reversing roe versus wade it's made abortion a significant political issue across the country Um, and it is one that people feel very passionate about in different ways but it's also one that i think we don't fully understand and where there is at least some more agreement not that i would necessarily agree but that there is more agreement among people when you when you break it down the polls all suggest that the majority of americans support abortions Uh, would support abortions. Or if you ask the question, do you support the reversal of Roe versus Wade? The answer is no. Uh, Most Americans did not support that. However, when you ask Americans what they feel about uh, abortions at different stages, first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, those numbers change dramatically. While the majority would still support abortion in the first trimester, the majority of Americans do not after the first trimester. I think that we understand, just as a culture, we still understand that there is a baby, that there is, this is the ending of a life, that this is the, a value of life question. I think that as a culture, we are rejecting the notion that it's a clump of cells, that it's not a person, that the child, you know, we're, we're, we're headed that direction. This is an opportunity for Californians to say, we don't need to go so extreme, In this case, I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California live. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557 is the number. Uh, The California proposition one, this is the statement that would be added to the California constitution. The state shall not deny or interfere with an individual's reproductive freedom I hate that phrase because it's just a euphemism really for abortion. They t- they will tackle in, and I don't like euphemisms on any side, right? I really wish we would just keep the issues what they are. Uh, the, the An individual's reproductive freedom in their most intimate decisions, which includes their fundamental right to choose to have an abortion and their fundamental right to choose or refuse contraceptives. I don't think anybody really is trying to get rid of that. This section is intended to further the constitutional right to privacy guaranteed by Section 1 and the constitutional right uh, not to be denied equal protection guaranteed by Section 7. And uh, then it goes on with some other. It says not, nothing here, herein narrows or limits the right to privacy or equal protection. Okay, so that's what would be added. Now, that sounds like if you're in favor of abortion or if you're just sort of generally aware of California law, you'd say, well, that's the same thing. But the thing is, it's not the same thing. What it doesn't do is break down any reasons why there should be any sort of restrictions at all. It doesn't suggest that maybe somebody in the third trimester doesn't have the right to just get nervous and end the life. It opens up the door to uh, a whole lot going on. Now, there's a whole lot of other issues related to this, and we'll get to that later on in this week. But I wanted to bring us up to speed, especially if you're a regular listener. We'll try to bring up to speed, you know, every time we talk about this. Um, but it's coming up now. This is an election that begins in two weeks. And that's something that I want you to know, that, that if you feel like, well, the election isn't until November 8th, uh, I've got plenty of time. No, you don't. You have the election begins October 10th. Probably half of the votes will be in already by November 8th. It'll be over. It's a weird thing what's happened with how we do the early voting. Uh, Personally, I don't like it. Uh, There's arguments, you know, about it in different ways, you know, and I understand, you know, Tuesday night voting is a lot more complicated in our our culture today because people have to get off work and it's a little bit harder to get there. I get it. You know, I would be much more in favor of moving Election Day to Saturday or making it Saturday and Sunday. But the whole month long voting, you know, part of the reason I don't like it is because I know how campaigns work. And so many people vote early and then they change their mind. They would have voted differently once the facts actually come out or once a candidate, you know, actually says what they plan to do. And it sort of squeaks out and you're like, oh, I feel bad that I voted for you. Yeah, but you already voted for them. If you had waited, if we just had an election day, you wouldn't have voted already. And this is something that um, is 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 just changing in our culture. And unless there's something that gets done about it at some point, this is the way it's always going to be that we're no longer going to have election day. We're going to have election month. And um, whether you're for that or against it, I guess doesn't really matter. But I think that it really is something that says when we come to elections, if you're thinking that this is far off, that the election is still, you know, eight weeks away, it's not, it's two weeks away. And this is an issue of life this is an issue that matters. According to the California current law. All right. I went through it and uh, you can go through it online. You can just do it's article two section one, two, three, four, two, Oh, through one, two, three, four, seven, Oh, and you can go read the different uh, things. It's pretty interesting. Actually, a lot of it in there. Uh, I didn't realize to what extent there was some restrictions on uh, late-term abortions, in there, um, but there are, and this is what the the law, the current law, actually describes. Um, viability, it describes what viability is. Here's what California law. This is section. If you're into it, one, two, three, four, six, four d. Viability means the point in a pregnancy when, in the good faith medical judgment of a physician, on the particular facts of the case before that physician there is a reasonable likelihood of the fetus sustained survival outside of the uterus without the application of extraordinary medical measures. Um, Medicine generally believes that's at least uh, no later than 24 weeks. So at 24 weeks, it is pretty well considered to be that the child is viable. All right. And, you know, it is something that Matters a lot personally. My view is that this is a deliberate attempt to codify this into California law. That among those who are very far left on this, okay, on abortion, that we have, and this is the evidence by the fact that we have moved from Democrats or liberals in our society from saying abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. Remember that about 10 years ago? That was the mantra safe, legal, and rare. To now, Uh, It seems like we want them more often on the very far left. Not if you're, you know, your typical liberal, you probably don't agree with that. As the polls say, as a liberal, you probably don't agree with late-term abortions. What I'm saying here is let's make sure that we don't shrink back into one side or the other when it comes to issues like this, that we rise above party, that we rise above above the political pressure and I think as a state we need to say no to this. We need to say that the child in the womb all we're saying here in this particular case you might be somebody who thinks no abortions from from conception on forward that's fine but this argument right now in front of our state is late term abortions that's the difference here. You could have you could have put it in the constitution exactly as it is. You could have put in the constitution of California these same restrictions. And then when you said all we're doing is codifying this in the the California Constitution, um, that would have been accurate. Here's what the California law currently says as I continue through it. The state may not deny or interfere with a woman's right to choose or obtain an abortion prior to viability of the fetus or when the abortion is necessary to protect the life and health of the woman. And it continues with some other things. And then it says this. This is California law right now today. The performance of an abortion is unauthorized if either of the following is true. The person performing the abortion is not a healthcare provider authorized to perform an abortion pursuant to Section 2253 of the Business and Professions Code. B, the abortion is performed on a viable fetus, and both of the following are established. One, in the good faith medical judgment of the physician, the fetus was viable. Two, in the good faith medical judgment of the physician, continuation of the pregnancy posed no risk to life or health of the pregnant woman. That's, That's the law right now. That is not being codified. So when they tell you, the yes on one people tell you that all we're doing is codifying abortion into the Constitution, that's not all they're doing what they're doing is they are increasing allowable abortions and taking away restrictions that 80% almost of Californians agree with that. Most people listening to this argument that most people on both sides of the aisle, they want to do something that most of us don't agree with. Is there any line to be drawn here on this subject? You know, is there any place that as a culture of people, we can stand up for life in California. I think this is it. This is in my view not enough, but it's it's something. This is Southern California Live, the number is 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557. I think that when these things are not included it's not an oversight, it's not an accident, I think it is deliberate. And I have been, and I know many of you have too, been studying, you know, how did we get to where we're at as a culture? Why has things changed so dramatically in a whole lot of areas, just in how we treat men and women and uh, different characters of of people? How did we get on these, these pages of some things that, that we know don't work, that we know do not uphold the humanity of a person? And I'm not talking about just abortion. I'm talking about drugs and homelessness. I mean, we have this fentanyl crisis in this state that is so bad, seven teenagers have died in LAUSD in the past month to fentanyl overdose accidentally. My kids are asking me about this. My kids actually said this. They said to me, I don't think I'm going to go trick or treating because I'm afraid that there might be fentanyl in the candy that's being handed out. That's how crazy it has gotten in this state. And yet we're continuing to pursue the exact same policies that are making it bad. Locally, statewide, and nationally. We've lost our minds. Here's an opportunity to draw a line. To draw a line at a place where nearly 80% of us agree, according to polls. I feel like if if 80% of the people agree, then we should not do it. I feel like if 80% of the people agree, then we could actually stand up and say this isn't about right and left politics. It isn't even about whether or not, you know, there should be abortions allowed in the first or even second trimester in this question. It's do we really believe that a fully formed viable child for any reason um, can have his life taken? I think we don't. I think this is an opportunity to begin to change what a lot of people call the culture of death, a a culture where we seem to be okay with the termination of life, whether it be the unborn child or the homeless person who's a drug addict who are not encouraged to recover. We just want them to kill themselves in a safer environment, which is what our homeless and drug policies have become. 888-528-2557. Mark in Los Angeles. Welcome to Southern California Live. Mark, are you with me?
3: Oh, yes, I'm here. I, I didn't know that it was me that you were talking to. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, hi. Uh, I was part of uh, your conversation earlier, and um, uh, I'm not sure I understood you correctly. But first of all, I'd just like to say, yeah, I uh, agree with you. I'm sure that you're against abortion. It's uh, After uh, reading um, and listening to different scholars on uh, Revelations, It's I mean, that's that's where we're heading with doing all this. This is churches were. Uh, As you know sacrificing their children to to the gods to um mm-hmm. you know try to uh appease the the society that they're in, but what you were saying kind of struck me interesting about the law itself you were you, know, you were saying that if I understand it correctly that <clears throat> the um the that new uh legislation uh was it expanding something that wasn't in the constitution or Minimizing because there is um, a couple of cases that I know of where um, the, um, uh, the, the, the rules, like, for example, the, um, the code, code of regulation of the state had expanded, uh, made it more difficult for a contractor to uh, contract because it the, the law only said you needed two and the, and the board rules said you needed three. So it made it invalid when when uh, Home Depot challenged it, and also there was a, a case Woods versus Superior Court where also the same thing happened in the Superior Court where the, someone was trying to contract um, the uh, the law, the well, statute. Yeah. In both cases, you know, if you either reduce it or uh, minimize it, I mean, uh, or make it larger, expand it, then it's. It's
1: void. Yeah. Mark, I gotta go to, I gotta go to a break, so I'll try to get to your question when we come back. Um, yeah. and kind of explain, I'll explain what, once again, what is happening with Proposition 1 and also in some other areas related to abortion where laws have been changed or tried to be changed. I'll give people an update because there have been several different bills uh, that have been passed and where they are. So we'll do that as soon as we get back. You can join our conversation. Thanks for calling, Mark. You can join our conversation by calling 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can send me an email at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. I'll be back as the Tuesday edition continues.
2: This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Good to be with you today. We are talking about Proposition One is the abortion proposition that will be on the ballot that you will receive in the mail in a couple of weeks. You can start voting in California as early as October 10th, so Election Day really is in two weeks, and uh, your ballots will be coming soon. I believe you can register to vote until October 24th or thereabouts, so make sure you get registered to vote. Um, Before the break, our caller wanted to know again what kind of is being done here. The criticism of... Uh, Proposition one is that it doesn't allow for any restrictions at all to abortion in California, which is different than the current laws of California. It basically allows for abortion to be done at any time, at any time in pregnancy, right up until birth. And the current laws of California, actually in the second, third trimester, after 24 weeks – maybe even as early as 22 weeks, the word is viability, will not allow abortion unless it's going to affect the life of the mother or there's some extreme cases and circumstances. And what I believe is that this is an opportunity for Californians who mostly agree on this question. Most Californians, well, most Californians would say that abortion is something that they think should be legal in this state. Most Californians do not support late term abortions uh, for any reasons they would uh, they would agree if it 's life of the mother uh, or some extreme cases, but not for any reason uh, and that reflects the law currently the One of the issues that 's going on is that why did the uh, California uh, State House when they prepared this amendment to the Constitution to go to the voters? Why did they not allow for these same limitations that are in laws? Uh, my view is that that's on purpose, that this is a way to expand abortion rights in California um, without going to the voters. Something that they know is not, uh, would not be approved if it were specified uh, by voters. That's what I believe. You can join our conversation 888 528 2557. David in Culver City. Hi, David. Welcome to Southern California God, Live. I, what do you think about God, this, David? I want
4: you, well, you know, I appreciate the discussions you have. I don't always agree with you, but I think you have very good discussions. First of all, um, I I don't like the, uh, the initiative process, period. Mm. I think a lot of these things should be dealt with by the legislature, and this is a big mistake in California. It allows for a lot of poorly written initiatives. Yeah and then court battles, and then nothing's ever resolved.
1: A lot of them get thrown out later. A lot of them that get approved, uh, the courts throw them out later. That happens a lot.
4: Exactly. So I I don't like the whole initiative process. But secondly, I don't, you know something, I don't think this is, I think this is a poorly written initiative, but in point of fact, there are very few third trimester abortions. It's about
1: 1%. that's true. It's I about 1%. It's
4: even, I think it's even less than that because most in California, most hospitals won't do them, most obstetricians won't perform them. I think they're But they're not they're not abortions.
1: allowed. So the 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 reason they're not doing it no, is no, because no. they're not it's no, not no, legal but, currently if the baby is no, viable.
4: Even even late, even after 20 weeks, there are very few abortions done. Very C- yeah. few. CDC Almost says 1.3%, that's it. Right, right. So it's very, very rare. That's my yes. that point. Yes. So I, I don't, I don't think, in, in fact, this is going to result in much change in, in abortions. I don't think any doctors are going to be doing abortions, except in the most extraordinary circumstances. Oh, I have to take another call, but that's my comment.
1: Okay, David, thank you for for calling. And uh, here would be uh, you got to go, David. But my question back to you would have been this, and you can call back another time. We'll have this this discussion again. Um, Where would you draw the line? And David is correct that the number of abortions is not very high, okay, of late-term abortions. It's 1.3 percent according to the CDC in the country, Um, although 1.3 percent, I should do the math on that. It's still a lot, okay? Uh, Somebody do that math for me real quick. What's 1.3 percent of, what is it, 50 million or something like that? Um, That's a lot, Okay, that's a lot going on. The question would be, does that increase? I don't think it's relevant actually, because I think the question here is what is our view about life? And is this a place where we can stand up and say, hey, at least these we agree, uh these kinds of abortions electively should not be done. And whether it's, you know, a thousand kids or it's one hundred kids or ten Uh, Should we not still draw the line here? And that would be my my response is I'd like to know, you know, is there anybody listening actually who says, yep, abortion for any reason all the way up to the ninth month? Um, The thing is, is that there are some people who believe that 13 percent of Californians agree with that statement, according to the uh, poll I was reading from. Um, Do you agree that at any time before the baby is born that the baby should be? Uh, can be aborted legally, that this would not be something morally wrong, that it wouldn't be. Um, I just think that is it's it to me, it's unthinkable. And once again, we're not talking about life of the mother. That is allowable, obviously. And uh, we're talking about elective. You know, I feel like I can't afford this child or I don't want to have this child. Or maybe we're talking about I learned that my child has Down syndrome uh late in the pregnancy and we didn't realize this at the beginning um where do you draw the line and that i guess is the big question that i have is 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 there a place where as a society we can actually draw a line in this issue or do we just have no lines what i'm concerned about is that we have no lines anymore that we are and i'll and i'll give you an example of this in fact i i did this research because a caller yesterday brought this up and we haven't touched on it for a long time. And I wanted to update everybody about it. Remember the, uh, it's called the infanticide bill. It's AB two 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 three, And we were talking about it earlier in the year. So there was a bill that was going through the California state legislature that was called the infanticide bill. And the idea was that it opened up the, the possibility that a child could have, could be killed even after it was born. Uh, in the first maybe up to 30 days. And it's because of a word that was used in the amendment. Okay. So this would amend. Uh, in fact, so here's here's the update. Uh, AB 2223. It was passed, by the way, by both the House and uh, not the House, the Assembly and the California State Senate. And it's now sitting on the governor's desk. The governor has until about October 12th, I think, maybe it's the end of September, to sign it. But if he doesn't sign it, it will become law automatically. So this is going to become law. But there was a change. And I'll read to you what that change was. Um, and there was a victory by by people who wanted this to be changed. Um The word that was being used. Uh, This is what the amendment is going to say. Notwithstanding any other law, a person shall not be subject to civil or criminal liability or penalty or otherwise deprived of their rights under this article, the abortion article, based on their actions or omissions with respect to their pregnancy or actual potential or alleged pregnancy outcome, including miscarriage, stillbirth, or abortion, or perinatal death. Okay, now it used to end there, perinatal death. Now what actually got passed is perinatal death, due to causes that occurred in utero. Now, this is still a ridiculous amendment, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But there's a victory in those of you who wrote in and called in and campaigned to have it changed. The victory is that perinatal death due to causes that occurred in utero, which means in the womb, uh, that changes it. Perinatal means right after birth. So prenatal is before the baby is born. Perinatal is immediately after birth. Um, it's a little vague because what does that mean? Does that mean 10 minutes? Does that mean a couple of days? Um, most people think that could mean up to 30 days. And what people were concerned about with this bill is that if you didn't clarify that you're talking about causes that occurred during birth, meaning that, you know, sometimes a baby might, uh, die because the umbilical cord is wrapped around its neck, or there could be other complications that causes the death of the the child. Um, and that happens in the course of being born. Um, what this is talking about is not causing civil or criminal liability um, for the death of that child. But if you just leave it at perinatal death, okay, then it suggests that, well, maybe um, you wouldn't be criminally liable or be, have any criminal penalty if you decided after the baby's born, if you look at the baby and you say this baby's – not as cute as I imagined, let's let it die, that that would be okay. And, you know, and everybody says, oh, that's just horrible. No one would ever do that. And you know what? I think you're right. Most people would not do this. Okay. However, and this is what concerns me about language and how we proceed through these laws. Okay. Did you know that there is actual medical discussion about why we should allow what's called post-birth abortion? That's the term. And I'll read you some stuff when we come back from the break. I'll read you some stuff from the Journal of Medical Ethics, okay? This is, these are not, uh, you know, wackos with a YouTube page or somebody, you know, just in their Twitter account, smarting off. These are doctors. These are doctors who have an opinion. And their opinion is, is that you should be able to have an abortion even after the baby's born, infanticide is what it is but what they're proposing is that you call it post-birth abortion and the reason that people's outrage about the california bill ab 2223 there's a couple of reasons to be outraged the whole thing stinks but it's better but the reason people got outraged about leaving it alone with perinatal death is it opened the door to that possibility and what worries me about this is that there is a progression there is a push forward to do more and more harm in these areas that is incremental that I believe that from a philosophical standpoint, and I believe it's spiritual. I believe that it, this is something that is evil. I'm just going to tell you. And it's something that's throughout human history. Somebody last caller mentioned, you know, ancient cultures, you know, sacrificing their kids. Well, that's what, you know, why should those cultures be any different than ours when it comes to selfishness and it comes to pride and doing evil. When you have, legitimate doctors writing this down and proposing it as something that should be legal then it isn't outrageous for people to complain about language even if you say well no one would ever do that of course we didn't mean that how what a terrible thing why would you even suggest that i get it why you would say that it is a terrible thing but there are people suggesting it there are legitimate medical professionals in an ethics journal and in many other philosophical documents, suggesting such a thing. I'll read that to you when we come back. This is Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557. If you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557. You can send me an email at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I'm Scott Furrow. This is the Tuesday edition of Southern California Live, and we will continue.
2: Too nervous to go live on the radio with Scott Furrow? Then share your thoughts on the SoCal Live voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812.
1: Welcome back, everybody. 888-528-2557 is the call-in number if you want to give me an actual phone call and be on the air. 888-528-2557 to join the conversation. We are talking about the abortion issue as it is literally on the ballot that you will be receiving in the mail here in a couple of weeks. Proposition one would put into the California Constitution abortion rights. It is being portrayed as something that just codifies current law, but it doesn't. Um, It would remove part of current law that does not currently allow current California law that does not currently allow third trimester abortions or abortions after more more specifically after viability about 24 weeks. Um, except for life of the mother in extreme cases, it would take that out and it would allow abortion in California to be for allowable for any reason up to the moment of birth. Before the break, I was also updating us on a issue on AB 2223, which was a major issue last year, earlier this year uh, called the infanticide uh, amendment. And the idea was that in an adjustment to the current law in California, Uh, That adjustment would allow for abortions to be uh, done even after the baby is born. You're saying that's not an abortion. Well, it's not. It's infanticide is what it is. But there are movements out there that are for real that are about calling it a afterbirth abortion okay, or fourth trimester abortion. I've heard that before. Um, what you should know is that AB 2223 was amended and it changed so that it would not allow, apparently, uh, that to be done. And people will say, well, that would never be done. What a terrible thing, you know, that, that you, would, you wouldn't you would kill a child once it was born or, you know, deliberately take its life. Uh, well, I think most people wouldn't, but I I am afraid that maybe more people would than you think. And people make emotional decisions. Here's some things, so I so I want you to know number one, that your work, your calling in to your state assemblyman, state uh senator worked. They made the amendment. This is from the California Family Council's website. And they were talking about the amendment of the bill, and they say yesterday's amendment confirms that as originally drafted AB 2223 erased the line stopping abortion at birth and legalized infanticide, said Jonathan Keller, the president of California Family Council, despite the clarification surrounding perinatal death. This remains a deadly and dangerously flawed bill. There are other things in the bill that are objectionable for sure. But the idea that you could that it was going to legalize the ability to take the life of a child that is born alive um, was removed. Most people think constitutional attorney Dean Broyles, the president of the National Center for Law and Policy, he had a similar reaction. He said AB 2223 three." amendment yesterday was transparently made in response to widespread criticism that this aggressive abortion bill extended legal protections for child killing beyond the womb the new language unfortunately appears to still protect those who fail to provide medical assistance to abortion injured babies the idea if you if a botched abortion the baby is born alive but it no longer appears to permit other types of infanticide um so what I want you to know, number one, is that everybody calling in and being a part of it, it worked. It changed the bill. The bill was passed. It's sitting on the governor's desk now. He'll either sign it and it'll become law or it will automatically become law. It's still a lot of problems, but that piece was taken out. But a lot of the conversation last spring, if you remember, was to say it's not an infanticide bill. No one is saying we should kill the babies. And no one is saying that if you don't like the child and the child's born, you should kill it. No one is saying that if it's born with Down syndrome or some other disability, you didn't realize that before that it's okay. No one is saying that. The problem is, is I think most people aren't saying that. But you need to know that some people are and some people who count, not just people who are just on the fringe. So there are. There's actually a lot of writing on the subject. It's been around for years. Um, but one of the most significant writing about this that's you can find the article. It's all over the place online. It's called this after birth abortion. Why should the baby live? And you'll find it in the Journal of Medical Ethics. Okay, you find it in le- legitimate um, high end medical journals. Okay, this is a discussion that's not just happening on the university level. You know, in a undergraduate class. All right, it's Alberto, uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name right, Alberto Alberto Wibelini and Francesca Minerva wrote this, and this is the abstract, this is what it says. Abortion is largely accepted even for reasons that do not have anything to do with the fetus's health by showing that, one, both fetuses and newborns do not have the same moral status as actual persons, two, the fact that both are potential persons is morally irrelevant, and three... Adoption is not always the be- in the best interest of actual people. The authors then argue that what we call after birth abortion, killing a newborn, should be permissible in all the cases where abortion is permissible, including cases where the newborn is not disabled. That's not coming from, you know, some late night commentator, you know, somewhere. Later on in the study, if you read it, it says having a child itself can be an unbearable burden for the psychological health of the woman or for her already existing children, regardless of the condition of the fetus. And what's really important about this, and it continues this way, it finally says uh, if she feels like she will not be able to take care of the child by herself for any reason, um, you can terminate the baby after it's born. That is why... When the word perinatal is used in a bill in California, or when certain restrictions are taken away, and this happened in Virginia and some other states, this kind of writing is why it's not crazy to believe that the society is headed this direction. Are you with me there? If it sounds crazy to you and you're thinking no one would kill the baby after it's born, I think that's true of most cases, but we need to understand that in the progression of where our culture is going, in an anti-life, anti-God, there is no God, there is no judgment, human life is no more valuable than animal life or plant life or whatever it is you want to believe, then you have to believe that writings like this are going to, initially when this came out, it was highly criticized. It's not; They're not the only ones. You can look up Peter Singer. He's been writing this for years. the The philosophical notion is basically... For whatever reason you can justify abortion before the baby is born, those conditions still apply even after the baby is born at least for a while. You know, the baby can't survive on its own, still needs somebody to take care of it. It's still a burden on society, still a burden on people. All those reasons are still there. That is something it's critical to understand that while I don't think that was necessarily the agenda of people writing this in California, by opening the door, people who will come later who have that agenda will already have the door open for them. This is one reason why it's important for us to actually pay attention to what is going on. And when it comes to Proposition 1, which is on the ballot, we'll talk about it more, I'm sure, several more times on our program, and we'll have some guests for it. This is why it matters that we're putting a constitutional amendment in our Constitution that removes the restrictions for late-term abortion that would allow, in California, the taking of a life of a child um, for any reason you want, because it's inconvenient or you've decided not to all the way up to birth. That's what proposition one would do. And we need to vote no on that. And even if you are pro-choice, if you're fully pro-choice, if you're on the left and you're pro-choice, you got to ask yourself, where's the line? there has got to be a line somewhere. And there are medical journals that are championing the idea. Some people And certainly a minority of people, but some people who are serious about being able to take the life of a child even after it's born up to like a month. Well, what about the uh, terrible twos? You decide you don't like your two year old. (sighs) They're gone. My friends, that's where we're headed. That's where we're going. That's why this is important. Uh, Jose in Torrance, thanks for calling Southern California Live.
5: Yeah, Hi, Pastor Scott. Good afternoon. Um, I'm calling just a comment on the fact that I, I don't believe that leaving out limits on this law, uh, even previously to the to the amendment, uh, could have really been an oversight. Uh, only because I mean contracts, just like laws, are, are an agreement between two parties. You know, the civilian and state, for example, and and any parties involved. Uh, um, yeah. Providers, and I just believe that. Um, you know, legal leave is written down sometimes, you know, up until such and such and not to exceed a certain amount for a traffic ticket. I, I don't believe that such an important law would have had that oversight. If it wasn't purposefully left open-ended.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think it's on purpose. Um, I also agree. There was another caller who pointed out that these propositions are, are written very poorly and laws are written poorly, and he's right about that. You would be surprised how terrible some of these things are, actually. You'd think that some lawyer wrote them, but maybe they didn't. But I I would have to agree with you, Jose. My opinion is that this is a deliberate move to um, make our state even more accepting of abortions. And it's another subject related to this, Jose, but I believe it's financial that's involved because a part of this and a part of what our state is doing is welcoming people from other states to come in and spend money on abortions. And we're going to spend money as taxpayers to get them here. But it is most people aren't going to ask for money. They're just going to come in and do it. And our state, I think, uh, I think we stand to make a lot of money on this procedure. Um, That's the cynical part of all of this that I think might very well be true.
5: If I if I may add a little uh, something,
1: I got like five seconds here before I gotta go.
5: Uh, Politics is downstream of culture, and there's there's abortion uh, showers that people have now. Shout your abortion! You know, people are telling their stories proudly. Instead of it being a choice that was lamentably made, now it seems like it's something that we're
1: to signal about. Yep, we've changed. Jose, best. i got to go. I thank you for your call. Like I said before, we used to be safe, legal, and rare, and now it's something that we champion. But this is a chance that we have in this election to say no, to say no as a culture, to say no and draw a line somewhere on this. And it's something that the polls say we already agree with. So let's do it. Tell your friends. We'll talk about this more. Remember, everybody, too, I know it's a hard subject because so many of you have gone through it. The Lord has grace for you. Jesus died on the cross for your sins, uh, for all of them. You confess your sins to him, and you are welcomed into the kingdom of God for believing that he died for you and rose again from the dead. You can reach out to me if you need to know more about that, SoCal Live at KKLA.com. I'm Scott Furrow. Thanks for listening to Southern California Live. We'll see you tomorrow from 3 to 5. God bless